Brilliant. Hi, everyone. It's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories, and insights that will enable you tap into the power of leading from the inside out. Our current season is focused on mental resilience among leaders, and I'm delighted to welcome on the show all the way from India, Ashutosh Garg. Ashutosh, great to have you on the show. Thank you, Obi. Um, thank you. And I think it's, what time is it over there? It's around it's 4, 4, PM. 4 o'clock. Okay, cool. So not too late for you. Mm -hmm. um, for our listeners and viewers, Ashutosh is a storyteller, author, business coach, shopkeeper, manager, He's worked in corporate sector for 25 years, including the pharmaceutical and aerospace industries. He's a certified business and executive coach and coaches and mentor CEOs around the world on a number of matters from governance, strategic planning, personal accountability, and people and culture issues. He also hosts a very successful video and podcast titled The Brand Called You and has interviewed as of next week, a thousand people around the world, which is incredibly exciting. And he's also a man after my own heart. He's written eight highly acclaimed bestsellers. And his latest book, which we'll explore a bit on this show, is How to Survive Failure and Come Out Stronger. So once again, Ashutosh, I'm excited to have you on the show and really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, Obi, for inviting me. It is my pleasure to be on your show. Um, I'm so glad that you are talking about leadership, about lessons, because this is something which each one of us always looks forward to hearing from various people, irrespective of who or where we may be from, because our problems are similar. And as human beings, I think we need to be able to learn from one another. So thank you for calling me. No, thank you. And, and I love your passion for learning and for sharing as well. Because as you say, as human beings, we need to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear before we dive into the topic of mental resilience and, and talk about your latest book, mm -hmm. just tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you enjoy most about being a leader. Okay, so... Um... I started working in 1979 after finishing an MBA from one of the top business schools in India. Uh, started working for British American Tobacco India. It's called India Tobacco, now ITC Limited. Okay. Spent 17 years with them. When I left in 96, I was managing director of their entire international operations. Then I moved into aerospace. I was head of Asia for two large American uh, aerospace companies. And then I became an entrepreneur in 2003. I founded India's second largest chain of pharmacies, very, very similar in format to what you have in the UK, which is okay. Boots. Mm, um, oh, brilliant. So we built, uh, in fact, my first business plan that I wrote for my chain was build Boots in India. Uh, and <laughs> no. that's how it started. Um, and I've spent a lot of time in the boot stores in the UK. Um, you know, I did, did that until uh, 2016, and five years ago, uh, when I turned 60, I sold the company. It was a nice uh, big company, sold it, 
Um, I've been a member of the YPO uh, for 27 years, so that kept me busy. I've served on the board of Gavi, which is the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization for eight years. So that's a very topical discussion these days on vaccines. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm a published author of eight books. I'm working on my ninth book now. I was recognized by the World Economic Forum at what they used to presumptuously call Global Leaders for Tomorrow and now Young Global Leaders. And, uh, and I'm at a stage in my life where I'm doing lots of things uh, that I enjoy doing. I'm a coach, so I coach large company CEOs and I write a lot. So, so that's a quick summary of what I do. Lovely. Uh, to answer your second question on leadership, I think uh, my own view for a very long time has been that um, when you are given an opportunity to lead, and it doesn't matter companies or a small team or even someone who's doing anything at a so community level, it is important for us to be able to figure out how can we be able to convey our thoughts, our passions, our dreams mm. to a group of people and uh, see if they are willing to understand what we are wanting them to do. Mm. And, uh, you know, follow them with uh, all the passion that uh, we would like them to mm -hmm. uh, have, you know, so, that, sure. so that, that's what I would say is uh, this whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I love that. It's so as a leader, there's a vision you have, there's a dream you have, there's a goal, and you've got to need to inspire people to go on mm. that journey. But how Correct. do you do that, right? And Correct. how do you Correct. navigate the challenges um, yes. of that? Um, fantastic. Our topic today, a uh, theme of this current season of the show is mental resilience. Mm -hmm. I would love clearly with your experience, the CEOs that you coach, the businesses that you've mm -hmm. built, you've inevitably faced challenges along the way. So we'll explore some of that mm -hmm. now, but just to start off with. So I, I think of mental resilience, we face difficulties and challenges. And in those difficult moments, I'm often thinking, do I have what it takes? Correct. Am I good enough? Can I bounce back from this mm. difficulty? The things that I say to myself will influence the decisions that I then go on to make. And, well and how, do I how do I bounce back from mm. the knocks that life throws my way? So that's often how I think of mental Understand. resilience. And so Understand. So, so, you know, this is exactly what... Uh, you know, what you have said is what I was also lead up to that based on the understanding of a mentor, a mentee uh, can then draw upon the mentor's experience, knowledge, and uh, wisdom, if I can use that term, um, to be able to really say, um, these are the roadblocks that I'm beginning to face in my mm -hmm. life. Um, how do I navigate my way past these roadblocks? Mm. Um, how do I remove some of these roadblocks mm, mm. Um, and uh, you know, keep heading in one direction? Mm. Um, I'll remember an interesting uh, set of uh, episodes that when, when I was building a company and I started as an entrepreneur late in life at 46. But in my mid-50s, when I used to talk to my teams, I would always tell them, I said, 
my role as the, as the as the founder owner of the company or as the chairman of the company is and at my age and all of you are 20 years or more younger than me my job is to be your goalkeeper i've got to make sure that i don't let anyone shoot any goals into our side of the goal while you are running with the ball to the other side <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. or or i would say to them that my role is uh, that to make sure that all the speed breakers on the road are removed mm. as you are hurtling down uh, the road wanting to achieve what you want to do mm-hmm. so uh, and as a mentor i would say that a mentor would play both these roles mm-hmm. to be standing on the side of the mentee and making mm-hmm. sure that when there are challenges the mentor is standing there and making sure no self goals are being shot on yeah. no any problems don't come and when when a mentee is heading down towards a particular direction to make sure that uh, you know the speed breakers are getting cleared as they go along i i love that focus of you as a leader us as leaders especially the people that we're working with coaching them mentoring them but also seeing ourselves as as the goalkeeper removing mm-hmm. some of those blockers uh for them that's a a powerful image mm-hmm. let's dive into this topic deeper but just exploring your book so you your mm-hmm. latest book you're working on a night there's no stopping you clearly <laughs> but your latest book how to survive failure and come out stronger i mean that feels like it's just a testament to resilience and and bouncing back from difficulties so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about some of the key themes in your book and how do you how do you come back stronger from difficult challenges that you faced as a leader so uh, obi um, for a long time i have held this hypothesis in my mind uh, that the part of the world that i come from which is india south asia uh, or or asia as a whole uh, parents don't teach children it's okay to fail mm. they're always taught you have to be first in class uh, or at least aspire to be first in class sure. you must be at the head of the queue um, right in front um, and uh, you know and all kinds of similar thing which makes people from our part of the world in indians very very competitive mm-hmm. um so uh, you said you visited india in march 2020 yeah and a few and times I would, before that yeah and a few times before that and i'm i'm not sure if you ever wondered that why is it at a traffic light when there are there's only three lanes for cars why are there six standing there um you know and and uh, i would say that it's probably because our own you know the way we have been taught to think of getting first uh, of the block first of a traffic light Oh. Um, I, I, you know, somehow or the other, my car must be there in front. If there are three lanes, oh. I'm sure I can find, make a fourth lane and be in front. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, because we have never been taught how to fail uh, or that it's okay to fail, very often we have been, we get caught in a, in a scenario where we try hard to uh, uh, accept what is not good enough and mm. that has that has then problems with uh, among amongst the family among the society 
and, and so on and so forth. So uh, this is what I really wanted to address uh, in the book. And I've given you know, multiple examples, talked to many, many people. Um, and in my podcast, I remember I would ask everybody one simple question that mm -hmm. what has been your learning from mm -hmm. your mistake? Sure. And I got such a wealth of knowledge uh, from so many different people that I used a lot of that data. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most of us have heard that if you fall down, uh, stand up, dust yourself and keep running. But mm -hmm. when you fall down, there are a lot of things that go through your mind. Mm. And you wonder, how are you going to address those? Sure. Because not everybody um, has the resilience to be able to stand up and start running all over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've also addressed, uh, uh, you know, an instance that happened when I was writing this book. Uh, the, the founder of a very large uh, organization uh, was deep in debt. And, uh, you know, he wasn't able to handle that uh, debt and therefore took the, the, the ultimate step and, and uh, uh, committed suicide. Wow. Um, and I wrote about it and I said that, you know, that's an easy way out that he took mm -hmm. because he didn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. He left the problem for his family to solve. Mm -hmm. because the problem didn't go away. Mm -hmm. So we somehow or the other don't recognize the larger implications of the actions that we may take. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly uh, we take actions which are irreversible, mm -hmm. uh, leaving behind a uh, a lot of uh, worried people on, on what they will do. Mm. So failure is a subject which I believe people don't address well enough in most countries. Mm. Uh, there is always a stigma that gets attached to failure. Um, and yet, if you look at the startup world, mm -hmm. um, Silicon Valley, for example, mm -hmm. actually loves people who have failed mm -hmm. because they say, oh, if you failed once, twice, thrice, the experience will be invaluable for your next venture. But if you again look at it uh, very clinically, you realize that societies which are open, welcome failure, societies which are closed, do not uh, welcome failure. And which is why you don't have any kind of innovation coming out of a lot of societies mm. which are closed because uh, they don't respect the fact that you may fail. So it was on these kind of uh, stories and hypotheses that I built the whole book. Wow! Thank you. That that's um, <laughs> there's so much that could be unpacked with that alone. And mm -hmm. one of the elements that you described there that really resonated with me was you said when you fall down, some people mm -hmm. say, "Oh yeah, just dust yourself and get up." Mm. But you particularly said there are things going on in your head. Absolutely. And I, and I feel just from my experience, coaching people, working with leaders over the years, mm. that's the hardest thing to deal with because you Absolutely. don't always see that. Correct. And sometimes people are smiling and people are putting on a good, a good face, mm. but inside they're probably saying to themselves, I'm terrible. Mm. People must think I'm a failure. Mm. I'm worthless. I'm nothing. And so, sadly, you gave the example of someone Correct. who committed suicide. I, I wrote a, a similar story in, in mm -hmm. my recent book, Leading from Your Core, about a leader mm -hmm. who committed suicide. Mm -hmm. 
But for me, it's actually not just theoretical. I know what it's like. I remember a big failure I had about 10 years ago, and we were mm -hmm. paying our mortgage on the credit card. But because I had associated myself with the failure, I felt, oh, no, I'm terrible. This is so mm. painful. I wanted to, I was thinking of having suicidal thoughts as well. Wow. And it wasn't, mm. it wasn't until I said, I was able to start saying to myself, Obi, you're not what you do. Mm -hmm. You're not what you have. You're not who you are. You are loved. You've got an incredible family. You've got friends. You have an ability to bounce back. That was when I started to think differently and have a different mental game that helped me push through. So I love, oh, the, I love the fact that you mm -hmm. say a big part of it, a big part of resilience is being able to welcome failure and say, do what they do in Silicon Valley. Correct. Correct. Hey, what, have you, what have you learned from this? Mm -hmm. What have you learned from this? Um, yeah. So uh, my own view again is that when you're confronted with, a, with, with something that you view as a failure, mm -hmm. the most important thing is to talk about it. Mm. We bottle it up inside us because we feel the world will judge us. Sure. Uh, yeah. What will my family say? What will my friends say? What will my community say? What will my organization say? Mm. And I've often mm. told people that don't be worried about what anyone else will say. They have no time to think about you because they're all, everyone is caught up <laughs> in their own challenges. Sure. Yeah. So, so if, if I, if I'm going to be worried about what Obi will think, I don't even know what challenges Obi is going through. Yes. Obi has no time to say, oh, look at Ashutosh. She's the guy who's going to now fall on his face and he's going to mess it all up. So yeah. very often, uh, you, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but when a child falls down while playing, uh, if you don't look at the child, mm -hmm. She or he gets up and starts running all over again. Yes. And the child is looking all around to see, has someone seen fall? <laughs> yeah. If you're looking at your own child fall and she or he sees you fall, he'll start crying. Yeah. Right? Because that's a tension. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, that's a child, but we, you know, we are just grown up uh, human beings. And when we fall, the first thing our reaction is, we want to look around and say, has anyone, has, has anyone seen us fall? Mm -hmm. And if nobody has seen us fall, we'll get up and we'll start walking again. The damage that is happening inside us, if we don't talk, is inside us. Mm -hmm. We are bottling it all up. And every time you bottle up something which uh, is negative, you are creating negativity inside you. Mm. And that is going to lead to... Um, psychosomatic challenges for you. It could lead to illnesses. It could lead to all kinds of other problems for you as, as a human being, because your body can only take it up to a point. Yeah. I, that, that is such an important message, especially to leaders, because mm -hmm. leaders have an appearance that they want to give. They want to inspire right. confidence in others. Mm -hmm. They want to lead them to an incredible goal and vision. Mm -hmm. And when something isn't going right, you suddenly think I'm losing face and I don't want to talk about it. And, and don't, I love the fact that you said, don't bottle up the negativity. There's so much research that says it will damage you psychologically if you're bottling Absolutely. up yes. that negativity. Hmm. Can you, do you have 
a story yourself of a, a significant failure or challenge you faced and how you overcame that? Oh, so, uh, <laughs> I, someone asked me this question and I said, the fact that I could write a whole book on failure means you can imagine how many failures I must have. <laughs> but let me tell you, uh, you know, when I was uh, in school, I remember, um, I was, I'm the oldest uh, child from both my parents and from my grandparents, etc. And in India, India, there was an expectation, I'm talking of 40 years ago, but I don't think that expectation has changed, that if you are from an upper middle class family, you will either become a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, or you'll go into the civil services. Okay. Now, there's a lot of pressure for me on to, to get into one of these uh, things. I, I was fascinated with English language, English literature, but that was not seen as a career by my parents. Sure. So I remember going through you know, admission examinations for medical colleges. I failed in all of them, didn't make it. Then my father, who was a very highly decorated army soldier, uh, took me for an undergrad program to a, to a college, which was in commerce. And the principal of the college asked me, he said, son, your marks in school are very, very good. Uh, why didn't you apply to us earlier? And what do you want to do after you become, uh, if you finish your commerce uh, honors? And I had been so brainwashed into thinking of a doctor, I said, become a doctor. Right. And he says, well, sure. I don't think you've got the right answer for that. Maybe you should go to some other college to study. So, you know, uh, point I'm trying to make is that our failures are, should always be taken in the context of our, of the situation we are faced with. Sure. Because I don't think there is any failure in the world. And I'm making a very bold statement. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is any failure in the world if not taken in the right context is insurmountable. Wow. Uh, everything has an answer. We as people addressing that challenge have the answer. Mm -hmm. But we sometimes get so intimidated by the size of the problem mm -hmm. that we buckle under and then we and that's when we say oh we can't handle this any longer and then we say we failed. Sure. So I guess sometimes you got to got to stand uh, in with with your face to the headwinds and say no I'm going to take you on and yeah. uh, we will, we, we can win and we will prevail. I, I, I love that. That's such a hopeful answer as well, because mm. it, again, it reinforces the importance of perspective. How am I looking at this situation? If I can yeah, look right. at it differently, if I can understand the context, if I can mm. understand the incredible potential that lies within us as human beings, then mm. I've got a good chance of pushing through and I remember coming across this phrase many years ago, I can fail forward mm -hmm. rather than feel like, oh no, that's it. I'm a failure and it's all good. No, I can learn that's from it. this yeah. and fail forward. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. brilliant. Um, over the years through my own experiences and challenges, as well as the leaders I've coached and trained, I've, mm -hmm. I've discovered this truth that when life squeezes you and the pressure is on, what you're like on the inside, Mm. will come out and I'd just love to hear your experience how can leaders make sure that what they're like on the inside helps them to be as resilient as possible and helps them to fail forward uh, so let me uh, respond to you with with an example uh, and I remember I have been faced with these challenges very often where 
you're leading a team of people mm-hmm. uh, inside you know that the direction you are heading in is the right one mm-hmm. uh, you know that uh, this is going to uh, have a negative impact on some of your team members mm. um, and uh, that is when you as a leader have to put your uh, you know grit your teeth and say uh, what i'm going to do is in the larger interest of the organization Mm. Um, and therefore, if you have to take some steps, either to uh, tell some people to get off, uh, mm-hmm. or as someone was talking to me the other day, and he said that as a leader, my job is to make sure that people who are not performing get off the bus at the right time, so oh, that the rest yeah, of the people who are in the bus uh, keep heading in the right direction. So. Uh, I think uh, as as a leader, there are there are some uh, interesting choices one has to make, mm. uh, mm-hmm. challenging choices, yeah. And uh, one has to constantly look at the greater good of the organization, which obviously means greater good of the people who are going to continue in the organization. Yeah. Now that that's you're you're speaking there to a challenge that keeps a lot of leaders awake at night, right? You're trying to bring out the best in everyone. You want everyone as much as possible to come along. Correct. But how do you make that tough call to know this isn't the right time uh, for, or this isn't the right place for everybody Mm -hmm. here? And I love that that perspective, hey, what am I going to do here that's in the best interest of the entire organization? And that may mean making a a tough decision so just mm-hmm. keeping the bigger organization in perspective i love that final question for mm-hmm. you ashutosh uh, w- what advice do you have for leaders about how best to develop their own internal resilience uh, i would say a few points if you talk of internal resilience uh, number one is that as a leader, we need to be absolutely clear uh, in our own mind of where we want to take uh, the organization we are working with. We need to have uh, the internal security amongst ourselves. Mm. So we have to be strong to make sure that we don't buckle under when we are faced with headwinds. Uh, We have to make sure that the teams that we are working with, they understand the mission and the purpose and the vision that we are setting out for the organization so that uh, people don't talk at cross purposes. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, as I always tell a lot of, uh, of my colleagues, that when we are inside a boardroom, uh, debating, discussing, let's argue, let's fight, let's uh, debate, mm-hmm. Um, within closed doors uh, and let's agree Mm -hmm. once we come out to the Mm -hmm. rest of the team then we have to put up a united front a united face and that must never change because I have seen this many times you finish a board meeting you come out of the board meeting and two of the people in the board meeting uh, who come out are saying I don't agree with what that guy said Sure. Now, that has completely defeated the purpose that you set out to achieve in your meeting. So a, a, leadership, a leader must also ensure that she or he carries the entire team together and the messaging 
is the same. That's some great messages there. So be really clear about the goals, the vision, just develop that internal strength, um, understand your mission and purpose and help people around you to understand mm -hmm. the mission and purpose. Mm -hmm. And then of course, as a leadership team, fight, argue, debate, and make sure that you get to a place where you can move forward in a united way. Absolutely. I know a lot of organizations where there are a lot of silos and, and empires being built mm. and people aren't moving in the right direction, same direction, and that mm. causes tension. I agree. Um, fantastic. Ashutosh, it has been wonderful having you on the show. I'm going to put a link to your latest book and to your website in the show notes for this. And to all our listeners and viewers, I hope you enjoyed uh, that. Do feel free to connect to Ashutosh. And remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader, if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose, then it starts from the inside out. Have a great day and see you all on the next show. And thank you so much for coming, Ashutosh. Thank you, Obi, for inviting me.